right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of Speak to the Beak. I'm coming at you with Keith Hernandez. By the time you hear this, it'll be Monday. We are, well, I guess by the time you hear this, it'll be three days to opening day, all right? So yeah. we are recording late, late on Saturday night. Schedules were a little conflicting today, but that's all right. We're hyped for opening day. Keith, with less than a week to go, how's it looking for you? I'm so excited. I like. I just can't wait another day. Uh, I just need to get get to real baseball now. I know. Yeah, I'm tired of these games that don't <laughs> matter, but we're playing them just for the fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm totally past that. And you know, I just had a thought. Like, this is not planned. For if you're listening at home, what if? <laughs> totally off the rails already. What if you didn't like baseball? But your name is Keith Hernandez. <laughs> I just—I oh, don't know why I just be, thought of that. It would be constant torture. Just <laughs> people like talking to me and be like, "I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't watch baseball at all." So, <laughs> thankfully for me, baseball is by far my favorite sport and the one I'm most knowledgeable about. So, I was like, just looking at the Mets hat, and I was like, "What if he didn't like baseball? <laughs> what an interesting way to open this." Uh, so, if you're here with us again. We're finishing up our divisional previews. Today's the last one, National League West, and we have the two best teams in the whole league in this division. So it's kind of fitting that they go last this year. Pretty excited about that. But before we start, we're going to need a couple of things. All right, so number one, follow Beak Brands. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, help us out. All right, or help your friends out, whatever. Don't matter. Just follow them, okay? <laughs> Just do it. All right, number two, you can check us out at our website, beakbrands.com. We got written pieces there. The podcast is up there, you know, with baseball and hockey and basketball all about to be in full swing. We're in a great spot. We got tons of content coming. And then, obviously, if you're a strict NFL fan, NFL, you know, free agency and the offseason, we know is wild, and the draft is coming up. So we got our four major American sports here about to pop off all at the same time. So check out the website. Number three is if you're watching on YouTube, going to need you to subscribe, all right, to the channel. We have a handful already. You could be in the very, very beginning of people. So that's what we need from you. All right. If you listen on Spotify or Apple, you know, rate and review on Apple. It really helps us out. Tell your friends. You got to share this thing for us. All right. Because, you know, sometimes we are, we're out here and we're like, hey, listen to this thing. So if you like it, maybe send it over to someone else. I know. Because I'm out here bombarding Keith. Like, hey, you got to go force this down someone's throat. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. But, you know, maybe if you do it for us, they'll listen. You know, uh, and obviously suggestions, hit us on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. We'll come at back and forth at you. All right. Uh, so those are the main things we got to take care of. But we're out here. This is, I don't know, the one, two, three, fourth episode with video. So if you like the video, definitely let us know. You can comment on YouTube, on Instagram. You can just hit me or keep personally be like, hey, we like it. All right. Something simple. All right. Let us know we're doing you know, we're trying to bring you things that you like. So if you're a big fan of the video, let us know. But with all that out of the way, Keith, I think we're ready to start talking about the National League West. Oh, ready? We'll go into the same 
kind of flow we've been doing these previews in. So let's start off with our favorite signing in the division. I'll go first today because normally I kick it to you. Uh, I'll take the first one. So Keith actually stole mine. and Not stole. He kind of claimed it first, but that would be my top choice as well. So my secondary choice uh, is going to be Blake Trinan. It's a re-sign for the Dodgers. Two years, $17 million. I really like this re-signing for a couple of reasons. All right, number one, you can never have enough quality arms in the bullpen. If you've been listening to us this whole time, you know I'm obsessed with quality pitching. He is a quality pitcher. That's number one. Number two, obviously, when the postseason comes along and we expect the Dodgers to be in the postseason, you try to, you're going to want to shorten the game as much as you can. And Trinan is going to help you do that. And number three, and probably most importantly, is we've seen Kenley Jansen's velocity drop every year. It seems like since like 2016. Uh, but his arm is somehow still attached to his body. But eventually he's going to hit the wall where he's like not effective anymore. And Trinan has a lot of experience closing games. Uh, especially with Oakland when they were actually really good. So that's the reasons why I really like him coming back. A little pricey, you know, because like the Diamondbacks, for example, got Joaquin Soria for like one year, three and a half million. But you can't go wrong with having, you know, postseason experience, hard throwing. He's got good stuff. He's reliable. You can't go wrong with that. So two years, 17 million. Love the Blake trying and re-signing. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And, and my guys pretty much almost all the same reason as you, except probably without without the velocity um but older guy with a ton of postseason experience closing experience and you know what how do you how do you back up the best rotation in baseball by creating the top bullpen of baseball um so the the Padres went out and got Mark Melanson um for virtually nothing one year three million with an option for next year um I think he signs like last month like probably six weeks ago I don't know how many teams were just sitting out there waiting on such a solid reliever that would improve any bullpen in the majors. Um, yeah, so good for the Padres. He's going to help them a lot. Yeah, I mean, like we said before we started recording, I think Mark Melanson's on the uh, it's time to win a ring train here. Yeah. One year, three million, and this guy's been like a top, you know, 12 to 15-ish reliever in baseball for like, 10 years i mean he's super yeah. reliable like you say he's got a ton of he was on the pirates when they were good he was on the giants when they were good he was on the braves the when National. they were good the nationals like this dude's been to the postseason a million times yeah. he didn't win it with the nationals right no 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 okay, i, I just want to make there. sure okay so i mark melanson wants a ring that's my opinion um and he has a pretty good shot at it with the padres which we'll talk about later but those are just two of our favorite signings here uh, and honestly, there wasn't a lot to pick from because the Rockies were out here doing nothing. The Diamondbacks signed like one guy and the Giants signed a bunch of guys they are going to trade, which we're going to talk about in a minute. <laughs> um, but let's start from the bottom here, right? We know we like to give you some betting picks. So here's what we're looking at. Rockies, Diamondbacks, Giants are all plus 5,000. Padres plus 200. Dodgers minus 250 in the NL West. So that should tell you all you need to know about the bottom of the barrel here, okay? So let's start with, we're just going to go the way it's listed. The Rockies will be first for us today. Um, so let's start with this. I wouldn't actually hate their pitching, 
if they didn't play a Coors Field. So, like, Herman Marquez is, like, sneaky really good. Uh, Kyle Freeland has been up and down throughout his career, but I like to think he's better than that year he got sent back down to the minor leagues. Uh, John Gray, Austin Gomber, Antonio Sensatella, they got Chichi Gonzalez. Like, they have guys who can pitch, but the problem is is that they play in Colorado, which means unless you're like Jacob DeGrom, it doesn't really matter how good you are because you're going to give up runs there. Uh, so that's number one. Do you agree? Their rotation's like solid yeah. at least? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rotation's solid, better than probably a majority of teams in the league. Um, but yeah, when, when you're in Coors Field, it doesn't really matter. All right, so what if you picked up the Rockies and dropped them off in like Minnesota? I was going to say Cincinnati or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, um, it'd probably be a lot better. And like, if you put them in the NL Central, they would, uh, they they could compete. Probably wouldn't win the division. That's what but, I mean. They'd probably know. be like a step above the Cubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so at least we're on the same page there. So I, the other thing, as you're going to talk, as we're going to get to this episode here, um, it's not that these teams are like drop dead terrible. I mean, the Rockies are, but like. It's not that they're all drop-dead terrible, but the Dodgers and the Padres lap them, like, so many times. It makes them seem like they're really bad. Uh, so let's talk about Nolan Arenado. We kind of talked about him last week with the Cardinals. We could talk about him again today. Uh, simple question. What were the Rockies doing getting rid of this guy? No idea. <laughs> I was, like, just giving up. But if you're going to give up, go go all in. Trade the rest of your team. Like, <laughs> Don't just trade one guy for nothing and be like, okay, we're just going to sit back and let all of our other expiring contracts just go be free agents for nothing. Yeah, that's not the way you want to be rebuilding out here. No. First of all, the return no. you got on your best player was like 60 cents on the dollar, and that's being generous. <laughs> all right. So there are other players that were kind of, t- you know, alluding to them being traded Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman. Which one do you think gets traded first? And number two is, do you think they keep either one of them if they don't get traded? Yeah, I think, I think they're, they both have the op, like the possibility of getting traded. I think if only one of them gets traded, it's going to be Charlie Blackman. Oh, okay. I think for some reason, like, I, I either they're going to try to resign Story, or they're just going to, you know, be stupid and just be either ask too much for him or they're just not going to want to move him at all because they don't really seem like as of right now that they want to move him which doesn't make sense to me um i feel like the market for a player like charlie blackman might be a little more open um and i feel like there's just i don't know there's some stupid teams out there that would give like top prospects for a 35 year old outfielder i mean you can hit but like he still has, if you include yeah. this year, he still has three years left on his contract. So if he gets traded at the deadline, yeah. it's like two and a half years of Charlie Blackman. Yeah. But the last year, his salary is actually not bad. I pulled it up. It's only $13 million. Mm-hmm. So it's really just like one yeah, year of like you really actually have to pay this guy. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That That's where you stand on that. See, I thought for sure yeah. you would have said Story was going to be a goner because he's an expiring deal. I, I just – but – just based off of what the front office has been like, um, it like it doesn't really seem that they want to move him. Which I mean, uh, like I said, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, I mean, they have you, like Brendan Rodgers. I think was like the number three overall pick like five years ago, something like that. 
Um, and he's like looking like a bust right now. Uh, you know, he's supposed to be a shortstop. They got him listed as their starting second baseman right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, they gotta, they gotta figure out what they want to do with him too. So they have a lot of guys who are like top prospects who haven't really worked out yet. Like Rogers, Ryan Mm -hmm. McMahon, uh, who's the other guy, Garrett Hampson. Like they have a lot of guys that were supposed to be really good and they just really haven't panned out. Yeah. Hampson, Hampson, they got as their list as a starting center fielder right now. But yeah, that's, that's another thing. Like they, they've already shown trouble with rebuilding with these prospects that are coming up right now being bust. Wouldn't you want to do it the right way this time around? Like you kind of learned your lesson. Um, you know, you didn't trade cargo in time. Back I love that. I don't four care. Or five years I ago. I know. <laughs> I didn't, didn't trade cargo in time. Um, traded Arenado for nothing when you probably should have traded him before you extended him. Correct. Um, and now you either going to get stuck with Charlie Blackman and Trevor story, or you're going to trade one or two of them for probably nothing. Yeah. Well, as far as cargo goes, I will never slander that man because the amount no, of fantasy baseball championships <laughs> he won me, he is a, he can do whatever he wants. All right, I don't care. I love that guy. He also has like the sweetest swing ever. I love okay. his swing. Um, but so speak. I guess we, that's a good transition up accidentally there to fantasy baseball. Mm-hmm. Listen, draft every single Colorado Rocky that you can. All right, there's always a lot of high scoring games. Now, if you play in a strikeout league where, like, strikeouts are negative, I take back what I said because they have a lot of guys who strike out a lot. But if you don't play in a negative strikeout league, like me and Keith play in one that there's no strikeout negatives, listen, taking as many people that are going to play 81 home games at Coors Field is a great strategy. But you got to be careful, all right, because there was one time someone decided that they wanted to draft the entire Rockies offense. That's not the way to go. All right, because what happens is when they have off like Tuesday, Friday, or whatever, like that weird thing with your whole team does not play for two days of the week. All right, so you got to try to stagger it. One or two Rockies is sufficient. You're pushing it with three. Do you want any pitchers on your team? You probably want Herman Marquez, and you want to try to not start him when he pitches at cores if you're playing with negative points because bad things are bound to happen there. Uh, but I don't want to spend too much time on the Rockies. It's been like 10 minutes already for a team that's going to finish mm-hmm. in dead last place. So yeah. uh, let's move on to the next team I'm here. Ready to move. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. This is another team. If they were in a different division, they might be able to compete. Probably better chance than the Rockies. Yep. Um, yeah. Their pitching staff is like sneakily like pretty good. Uh, like, Madison Bumgarner, yeah. not the guy I used to be, but he's still all right. Zach Gallon's actually their best pitcher. But he broke his arm, like his throwing arm. Uh, so he's out, and they have no idea when he's coming back. Merrill Kelly has been solid. Luke Weaver is solid. And they have Caleb Smith and Alex Young battling for that last spot there. Uh, mm-hmm. But the real thing is, here's another team. You want to try to grab as many guys as you can on your fantasy team because Arizona is a very hitter-friendly ballpark. Uh, they have Kettle Marte listed as their starting second baseman. And they're starting center field there on their depth chart. So where do you think Marte ends up? Because as funny as it is to think he could actually cover that much ground because he's really fast, it's obviously not going to happen. So where do you think they play him? I think center field. I don't think you want Simla Kasher out there playing center field every day. Yeah. Um, I think it would would make the most sense. He seems pretty comfortable out there when they had him out there in the past. 
Um, and then you can slide a uh, you know a veteran bat with Azubu Cabrera into second base. Yeah, he's another guy um, that'll get traded. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, they they got a few trade candidates on this team, uh, like guys like Cole Calhoun and you know David Peralta, Eduardo Escobar. Um, Calhoun's you know, been we, good we for said. them. Like he was yeah. bad his last year with the Angels, like real bad. Yeah. And then he went to Arizona, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I like hitting here. <laughs> I'm back." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they have they have uh, a solid outfield. Oh yeah, they have a solid outfield. And then they got they got a couple arms of the bullpen too that are that are gonna get moved. You you mentioned Hakeem Story yeah. before, who signed for nothing. I think you said like one year, three and a half. Yeah. Tyler Clipper is a guy who gets moved every single deadline since <laughs> like 2015. Um, he'll be traded to some contender that probably like a team that like thinks they're in the wild card and then yeah. fall out of it by mid August. Um, but yeah, I mean, like this is another team that you put them in the NL Central, they would compete and they have a better chance of competing the Rockies. I think so too, but just your Tyler Clippard thing. He's <laughs> if you've never seen Tyler Clippard pitch, you need to. Because it's really funny when this guy like he torques his elbow all the way back and he's got like the goggles on and he like grunts and he's like ah and he throws like just max effort in the motion and it it 87. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> That's like where he tops out. And I'm, I swear, like, he, straight, he puts so much strain on his body for the ball to not break 90. It's, like, incredible. Yeah. It's like you would think he's doing it to hold himself back almost because <laughs> he can't. He doesn't throw hard. He's good, though. He just doesn't throw hard. Yeah. It's weird because you don't really see relievers that don't throw hard that are really good. Well, not really yeah, good, it's but, like, like, solid. It's, it's like, a, it's tricky. Usually the only ones you see that – don't throw hard and like are good or like lefties. the lefties was like yeah. the big looping curveballs and yes. all the junk but and not only whatever. is he not a lefty but he also does not have a big looping curveball which is why no, it's like no. really weird fast <laughs> fastball change up yeah live and die by it i mean we we saw him when he was on the mets back in 2015 we saw how good he was for like a month yeah and then he just lost it yeah um so you know he he's found it again surprisingly i thought I thought after like 2015, 2016, he was gonna be like out of the league. I'm, I'm really surprised he's still. Yeah, but he woke up. Yeah. He woke up. Yeah. Uh, so real quick before we go to our next team, I just want to say, like we've said in other podcasts, fantasy baseball catchers really hard to find a catcher that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Diamondbacks have two solid catchers in Carson Kelly and Steven Vogt. Now it's annoying because it's like a platoon situation, uh, but if you need a second catcher maybe to throw in there. Like some people roster two catchers cause you know, catchers don't really play every day. Uh, you might want to scoop one of those guys yeah. as one of your other catchers. Just throwing that out there. Yeah. Uh, Car- Carson Kelly solid. Yeah. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he gets more playing time just cause Steven votes like going on 40. Yeah. He's, um, he's running out of gas. So he's, he's not the all-star that he used to be when he was hitting like 300 with the A's. Yeah. That was sweet out of nowhere but, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's go to our last terrible team in this division. Yeah. <laughs> what a good transition we got there. Yeah. Uh, which is the San Francisco Giants. Now, you're probably looking at their team saying, wow, is Tim the general manager for this team? Because all they do is sign veterans that looks like they're going to trade. And believe it or not, I am not the general manager of this team. Uh, but I wish you were, though. 
I wish I was because I'd have them in much better shape than they are right now. Their th- th- their transition from like the other every other World Series thing at the beginning of the decade to where they're at now, like they must have whiffed on so many picks to like have such a steep drop off. Because mm-hmm. even like if Bumgarner didn't come up and like save them in the well the third World Series he carried them on his back. But the second yeah. World Series, it was, like, him and Tim Lincecum just, like, going nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they pitched my bo- my poor boy Timmy out here <laughs> until he literally could not throw anymore. And the same, with Matt, same with Matt Cain. Like, they destroyed both of those guys. Now, I, I get it. Matt Cain. But, like, you won, you won three World Series. Yeah. So, like, okay. But then how do you uh, – then you got Posey and Bumgarner and, like, Pablo mm-hmm. Sandoval is your three, you know, I guess, core players. And then you get nothing in return for Bumgarner. Nothing. I think that they, and they might have given him a qualifying offer. I don't even remember. That's what I mean. Like, so um, that's pretty. But you can't, like, let someone like, for me, you can't let someone like that go you, for nothing. No. And yeah. they, they, were, they weren't anywhere close to contention. No, they were not. They were just, they just had him there just be massive Bumgarner. Like, yeah. didn't make any sense. And, I don't know. Um, Posey's going to retire, I, Giants. So they're not going to get anything for him either. Yeah, yeah. I I saw I saw a really good article from the Athletic. I think a day or two ago about like what do you do with like your expiring stars and like Buster Posey was on like the cover. Yeah. Um, just talking about how like Hardy's fell off and like what do you do when you like you have such a young talented player, you give him a huge contract and then. Boom! Injuries happen. Like Buster Posey's pretty much the same thing as like David Wright. I was gonna say where, Joe like, Mauer because it's both the catcher. But that yeah. too. Oh, well, that, that's yeah. more comparable because they're catchers. Um, yeah, Joe Mauer, David Wright. It's all the same thing. I mean, great talents when they were super young. Um, could like on track to have like Hall of Fame careers, yeah. and then injuries just derail, derail everything, and you're just yeah. just stuck with them. So. Real quick, before we go back to the Giants, the thing that made me mad about David Wright was they knew he had a terrible back, and they were like, yeah, <laughs> and he couldn't throw already. And they were like, yeah, we'll give you $120 million. Why? Why would you do that? Like, I get it. The He's the captain of the team. He's our best player. But, like, this dude can't even play now. That, that's exactly why. Just because oh. they, they connected him. Like, when you connect yourself, like a player connects himself to an organization, an organization connects themselves to a player, like, that close. Like you, you're just forced to resign them. There's nothing you yeah, can but do. But for that much money, who else was gonna give them that much money? All right, this is not a me- this is not the NLE. Yeah, like, no. uh, <laughs> you could just see my PTSD though. So yeah. uh, some guys that are on their team that they've either had or they picked up this off season that I think could be traded: Johnny Cueto, Kevin Gosman, Anthony Discofani, Alex Wood. All yeah. four of those guys because they're all either you know average to like well above average when they're on on point starting pitchers and as me and keith know and if you listen i hope you know by now because i only say it every single episode at least three times an episode you can never have enough starting pitching somebody Mm -hmm. is gonna get hurt and one of these guys will be dealt or at least at, at least one of these guys will be dealt uh, but before they get traded do you think that the giants will be able to compete with them as their top four in the rotation or no no, no way. I mean, Johnny Cueto shot. Kevin Gosman, I don't I don't even know how you got a qualifying <laughs> offer. What he do you make of him? Because he's, like, all over the place. Yeah. Um, 
it's just too inconsistent. You're not going to be able to do anything while with your number two being that inconsistent. You know, Discofani can't stay healthy. Alex Wood is another guy who's either on or he's broken and he's yeah just on the shelf the entire season. Um, like Aaron Sanchez, I don't think we we mentioned Aaron Sanchez, but he's another guy who hasn't been able to boy. find it. You love him, <laughs> you love him, but he hasn't he hasn't been able to find it forever. So and then quick, for, forget the rotation. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Forget the rotation, but their bullpen is terrible. Like this is probably the worst bullpen I've seen in the entire major leagues. Their bullpen is really bad. And when me and Keith were doing like the like twenty minutes of prep we do for this show, I was just like, I don't know any of these guys except for like no. two of them. And like normally on a lot of teams, depth chart because they haven't broken camp yet, they got like twenty dudes listed as potential bullpen guys. They have like seven guys listed <laughs> on their bullpen. Like not not good. Uh, but I listen, we can't bring up Aaron Sanchez and not let me tell the story. So listen, if this ever finds Aaron Sanchez, I I said it for last year, the year before that, before I even knew what Beak Brands was, before we were a company. I am sorry that I ruined your let me look right into the camera. I'm sorry <laughs> that I ruined your career, Aaron Sanchez. Because the year he broke out, I had him on my fantasy baseball team. Dude was electric. Like that was when the Blue Jays were good. Like him and Stroman yeah. were both really good. They made the playoffs. That was like the Jose Batista throwing the bat to the moon thing, right? But really good. Loved every second of it. Edwin and Jose Batista cranking home runs and those two guys pitching. The next year, <laughs> I took Aaron Sanchez. He was rated high, and everyone thought he was yeah. good, including me. I was like super high on him, and I was just like. This guy will be a top 10 pitcher this year because he is so <laughs> good. And ever since I said that, he has been so bad. He's been injured. He's got blisters on his hands every 10 seconds. He can't throw strikes. His ERA is like above five. I'm sorry. That's all. It's all my fault. Don't blame anyone else. It's It's my it, fault. It's my fault. <laughs> The year he was really good, you took him one of like the last rounds in the I draft. Know. I remember before you picked him, you said in the chat, 200 strikeout guy this year. <laughs> and he's doing like 200 strikeouts like on the dot that year. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I love that. I'm but, sorry, Aaron Sanchez. Fantasy, but sorry. we can, we can yeah. move on. You go. You go. <laughs> no, speaking of fantasy, I mean, they the Giants have some pretty good guys for, for fantasy. I mean, Donovan Solano's a hitting machine. Um, I don't, I, I know he's listed as second base. I don't remember if he played any other positions, so he might have like multiple like eligibility spots in terms of like, you know, second base, third base. Um, so you can like flex him around your lineup. And then Mike Yashemsky is, uh, you know, I think grand, what, grandson of a hall of famer. So, mm -hmm. uh, he's, he's been pretty solid ever since he came up, even though he came up with like a 28, 29 year old rookie. Um, those are, those are two guys in that giants lineup to, uh, to look out for in fantasy. Stay away from Buster Posey, though. If we talk about catchers, stay away from Buster Posey. He's, he's done. I'm glad you brought up Yastrzemski because he actually has MVP, uh, like, legit yeah. betting odds. Would I actually do that? No, I'm not crazy. But, like, no he's, he's a solid player. If you're looking for other guys on the, on the uh, Giants for your fantasy team here, Crawford is always, like, consistently, like, average average so yeah. if you need someone to fill in while someone's hurt he's always a safe bet for that i would if you're if he's your starting shortstop you're in big trouble uh but just throwing <laughs> that out there uh and then listen 
They have the best Met to ever live on their team, Wilmer Flores. Wilmer Flores. So uh, just throwing that out there. I don't think he's going to play yeah, every day, I mean, but I just like him. It, yeah, it looks like he's he's blocked on the depth chart. Um, but no, I mean, do, do not draft Wilmer last... Flores. Do not draft him. Do, no, don't, don't draft Wilmer <laughs> Flores. But he's he's a trade candidate if you're if you care about like all those like GM and trade stuff. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, so I guess it's time. We're about half an hour in. We've been trying to show the other teams some love, even though they literally have a negative percent chance to make the playoffs. But listen, we treat everyone here equally, uh, or we try to anyway. Mm-hmm. So let's do it. The two big boys on the block, the Padres and the Dodgers. Remember, people, we go by betting odds, so the Padres are going to go first. So easy quest. Well, I don't know if it's easy, but it's easy to me. Do they have the best starting rotation in the entire league? Easily. I think I said that I said it at the beginning of the show. Easily. <laughs> Easily. You don't think the Dodgers even compete with them? I mean, yeah, they compete with them, but like <laughs> it, like uh, how many former side are they got the uh, two former side young award winners in here with Darvish and Snell? But I think that's the same amount as the Dodgers, whatever. I don't care. Um but Based on recent success within the last, like, two or three years, uh, the Padres have the better staff. And that's without Clevenger, too. I'm glad you brought him up. Because without him, even still, like, we were talking about this all, like, before we started recording. Chris Paddock is their number five. He's their number five. Yeah. Like, if you pick this dude up and put him on, like, 90% of any other teams, he'd be, like, their number two. He's their five. That's like incredible. It's scary. That's incredible to me. It's scary. And we talked before we hopped on here. When Mike Clevenger comes back, who do they bump out of the rotation? And me and Keith went back and forth for like 10 minutes, and the conclusive answer was, I don't know. I guess they'll yep. figure it out when they get there. <laughs> my my guess is that they go flip Joe Musgrove for somebody. Because he has the shortest contract out of everyone he on their the team. He has the shortest contract. Yeah. Yeah. And he would, he would probably, in my opinion – He's not. I mean, he's good. But he's probably the worst pitcher on, on in the rotation, which is which Wait, yeah, which is saying something, yeah. Because he's another guy who's like really, really yeah. good. Um, and he, they, they yeah, Padres yeah. got him for nothing from the Pirates. They fleeced. Yeah, well, fleeced I mean, them. listen, like we said, the, the Pirates don't even try. <laughs> they don't even try to hide. The franchise, yeah. Instead of like you know, you know when like the bully comes over to you and he wants to like beat up and take your lunch money and you put up a fight, mm-hmm. and, but he eventually gets the lunch money. That's not even the Pirates. The bully comes down. They just take out the money out of their pocket and put it in the in his hand and say, "It's not worth it. Just take it. Just take it." That's how the pirates are, and obviously the Padres benefited off of it. Well, that's not, that's not new for the pirates. They've been doing that since like 2005. But you know, we we've trashed the pirates enough. I feel like we bring up the pirates like how me and Joe for hockey bring up the Buffalo Sabers. Like they're just a punching bag we go to every time. <laughs> so uh do you think well their bullpen's really good we know that you know craig stanton yeah. melanson pagan pomerez they have a good bullpen do you think at catcher there it's going to be caratini or is nola going to play like the whole season do you i think, think they're no, gonna do i a think nola, has, thing? nola i think nola has to play okay uh i think just just for the bat He's not even bad beyond the plate. He's pretty like average. Yeah. Uh, I I'm pretty sure he's a like a above average framer. Just the arm just isn't, 
you know, really there. Yeah, which is okay. No one um, really runs anymore. Which is, yeah, exactly. The only person who kind of steals bases is on your own team. Uh, Fernando Tatis and, like, uh, Trent Grisham, Tommy Pham. I was going to say really Marte but... is going to run wild, but yeah, they're not good. Yeah, Marte. Yeah. But I, I, I would think they'd rather beef up the uh, – the, the lineup there. a little bit with Nola, yeah, he's he's been really good. So and then he's he's a I feel feel like fairly unknown name, um, where if you get stuck in the late rounds without a catcher and going back to fantasy, uh, he's a, he's a sneaky pick just because he's gonna be like consistent. Yeah, and for fantasy purposes, look, we're not gonna go in on the Dodgers and the Padres like that because listen, every single guy on their team that's like a position player or a starting pitcher is already ranked as a top like 160 player. Every person on both these teams is going to get drafted. So listen, just pick one. It doesn't matter. They're all good. They're yeah. literally all good. So, um, you just got, you think you just got to on the Padres, you got to watch out for the infield. Um, you know, they signed Hassan Kim. I guess outside um, of second base. Yeah. Yeah. I, and like, you don't really know what's going to go on with, you know, Cronenworth and Kim. Uh, looks like Cronenworth won the job this spring. But, you know, he could get off to a rocky start, hit 220 for the first month, and they said, all right, Kim, time to make your major league debut. Well, Keith, why don't you tell him why Cronenworth looks like he's going to be he's a front runner for the, uh, the job. Yeah. Here. So, uh, Kim came over from South Korea the, in, like, December, I think, the Padres signed him. First, first spring training ever, he's hitting six for 40 <laughs> so um yeah it, it, it makes a lot of sense now why uh why cronenworth uh, excuse know, me mr hernandez lineup. what is that in batting average i'm just curious what is that? Uh, like uh hold on can, I, can you calculate that. that for me <laughs> 150 oh my god with a beautiful 411 ops what's his on base like a buck 95 uh 261 like, all right so at least he's got a decent eye at the plate dude, He's, yeah, he's he's got he's got six walks, <laughs> fourteen strikeouts. You know, no big deal. Oh my! But God. um, that's so yeah. bad. That's so bad. I feel bad for him. Yeah. All right, so let's get to some important things though. So the Padres did avoid major major disaster with Fernando Tatis like being injured, mm-hmm. quote unquote. There, you know, Keith texted me the second. Oh, he just left the game. He's got a bad shoulder. Freaking out already. We we're not Padres fans. Number one. And two, no. neither of us have him in fantasy baseball this year. Uh, so, not yet. Not yet, because we have one draft left to go, and it's the league we're in together. We save it for this, the day before opening day. Um, draft order TBD. So whether one of us will get Tatis Jr. is currently up in the air. But he left the game, shoulder injury. MLB Twitter was freaking out. Uh, and then the next day he came back and, like, cranked the home run. So he's all right. It was more like a precautionary thing. So just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, yeah. in terms of stuff for the Padres. So I think this is going to be an epic battle for the National League West. Um, oh, it's going to be crazy. Uh, and I'm going to love every second of it, and it's great because it gives me an excuse to stay up and watch MLB tonight because I'm going to like, every time the Dodgers play the Padres, that's all I'm going to be zoned in for. And Sweet. every time, every time the Dodgers play the Padres – if it's not Greg Amsinger, Howard Reynolds, and Dan Plesac, I'm writing hate now to MLB <laughs> Network. Those are the only three people that are allowed to be on when those two teams play each other. No disrespect to anyone else on the you. network, but those are the only three people. That's it. I 100% agree with you. There's, 
there's no one else I want. There. I mean, I would I would say Eric Burns, but he's he left. I know that's so sad. That's so sad. Yeah, that was that they, was. They lost Eric Burns. They didn't renew Chris Rose's contract. Oh, that was that, that was, was so bad. Thing. Like how how can you have intentional talk without, without Chris, Chris Rose? Rose? I know. I this know. ruined the show. That was my favorite show growing up. That's. I mean, I, I, Kevin Millar is still hilarious, but like he's still hilarious. Yeah, they were so good he's, together. They were, they were so just perfect. good. They were perfect from the start. What we need is Kevin Millar to come out here and make a YouTube channel with Chris Rose, so they can redo yeah. intentional talk. I don't care if they get paid for it or not. I love when they interview these guys and they're out here not even asking baseball questions for twenty minutes. <laughs> like that's what I want to hear right there. Just complete stupidity. For like yeah, 19 minutes and then one question about baseball. You got Joey yeah. Votto out here dressed up like a Canadian police officer <laughs> Canadian. on the show. <laughs> like, come on. Come on. Um, but what, we're, we're, we're getting off the rails again. So Yeah, I was going to say, let, let, we'll wrap up let's, with the Padres. Yeah, let's uh, go to the Dodgers you know, here. And it's uh, I want Keith to go into yeah. Keith's corner here. Like we see on the video, he's already in the corner, but now we're going to bring yeah, him to I'm the podcast the corner. corner. So, Keith, what do you got for us today? Yeah, this this is gonna be a fairly quick one, but like, I hate Trevor Bauer so much. <laughs> <laughs> not not because he played the Mets or whatever. I don't care about that. I just hate that he treated his whole free agency thing like LeBron's, you know, you know the decision back when he signed with the Heat. Yeah. Nobody nobody cared. <laughs> nobody cared. Everybody like the whole league knew it was a two team race between the Mets and the Dodgers because those are the only two teams with like the money capable of like spending. For the contract he wanted but he like i don't i don't want to deal with all of those stupid antics and all the stuff he does during games because you know like when when he performs bad it's gonna come back to bite you so bad like even he gives up like he gave up like four runs and the five innings today i think in the spring training start and everybody's torching him everybody's making fun of him like He's he's put such a big target he, on his back. He, yeah, yeah, exactly. I know it's like, oh yeah, but I want to build my brand and stuff. Blah 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 blah. And you know, yeah, you know, I I get it. But like at the same time, like there are, there are other ways to do it. Um, you know, he I feel like he was more quiet and like more not quiet, but like more normal about like building a name for himself and like building a following. And I was just like a jerk like he's just annoying like i i feel like nobody in that clubhouse like so i obviously you know i don't know what's going on in there yeah but i feel like if he was if he ended up going to the mets like you know stroman doesn't like him Syndergaard doesn't like him the new york media would have uh, eviscerated him the, yeah. oh new york media would have <laughs> torn him apart so yeah so i guess instead of hating him i should thank him for you know actually not signing with the Mets. All right, so that actually answered my next question, which is, you glad we didn't get him? So I guess the answer to that oh, is I'm yes. I'm so glad we didn't get him. Oh I feel like God. Bauer took a turn for the worse after he, like, took the ball in Kansas City and launched it over the <laughs> center field fence. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he he was having such a bad year that I think he was pitching, like, close to a 5 year ERA. Yeah, he was not good that year, which I get, um, like, you're frustrated. But, like, <laughs> but, I, I loved it. Because at oh, the yeah, time, I, I was just like, oh, oh yeah, it. this guy, he wants to win and do well. But, like, even if you want to do that, you, you can't throw the ball, Frank like, Frank 380 Frank. feet over the fence oh, when you come to get yanked. <laughs> no, you can't. 
but he's you know he's the reason why you know they're they're having these new like mlb like scouts or whatever like in the dugouts like watching people like the pitchers like if they're using pine tar and stuff to see like if there's a spike in like spin rate or whatever um if you look up trevor bauer's average spin rate per pitch in the last like five six years you will see his like fastball go from like 2000 like rotations per minute on his fastball back in like 2016 2017 just spike up to like 2800 rotations per minute like the last like two three years and he's been very adamant and like open about like yeah like i use pine tar blah 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 blah. like even on his website he's like he has a shirt that says legalized pine tar on the shirt so like i i don't know how much how more open you could be than that but well so here here's the thing a lot of MLB hitters, including people on TV, have been like, if the pitcher wants to use pine tar, you should let him. Because I don't want to get drilled in the head at 100 yeah. miles an hour. Yeah. yeah. But I guess there's a difference between using it to like gain an advantage and like you actually can't feel the ball. But Exactly. Listen, I mean, obviously we're not MLB players. But if this guy has even the slightest thing that he might lose, no, give it to him. Because I do not want to get yeah. hit like that no. like at 100 miles an hour. I just don't. Especially, it's, it's one thing where if they, they go to hit someone and they're aiming it at you. So it's like, all right, you kind of know it's coming. Like maybe your team hits somebody and then it's like retaliation. Mm-hmm. But like you could just be in the box and here comes 101 flying behind your ear. Like, no, nah, I'm out on that. I'm out on that. Yeah. No. But – uh, real quick on Bauer, yeah. we're just dumping on him still, but I'm going to keep going. So they really overpaid him, in my opinion. He's only had a career uh, – he's only had an ERA under three two times in his career. Last year? Same, same amount as Steven Matz, by the way. Yeah. Or, or, or same, No, he has the same amount of career years with an ERA under four as Steven, Steven Matz. Steven Matz, yeah. Which L- says a lot. Last season was one of those years, and 2018. Yeah. All right? And everyone's like, oh, you know, he's been – Getting better, like he said, blah blah blah. He's been in the league since 2012. Right, this is these <laughs> nine years in, and he's had an ERA under three two times. So, I'm not saying he's not good, because he is good. Did you see what he did today, though? He was telling no. Jose, oh, Ramirez, Jose Ramirez, yeah, yeah, what pitch he was gonna throw, and he was like closing one eye, like total clown yeah. show. Love it. Um, but that's enough dumping on Trevor Bauer. So, yeah, who is the Dodgers' on number Bauer. one pitcher? Oh, Walker Bueller. Okay. Easy. Easy. Like, easy. I'm, I'm, like, I'm I, there on that, too. So who's our number two? You think it's Kershaw or you think it's Bauer? Kershaw. Ooh. So Kershaw, I mean, he's three. been – Bauer's Bauer is their three. I I wouldn't even be surprised if Dustin May had a better year than him this year. Well, Dustin May's their five. Yeah. But Dustin May's filthy. And But, you know, what stinks is that, like, Julio Urias is going to get left out of the rotation again. Yeah, he's going to go back to the bullpen. Again. He's going to go back to the bullpen. Um, you know, he made the last out of the World Series. Yes, he did. Um, and uh, he's – I mean, he's even pitching well this spring. He's – I, in my opinion, he really earned himself a spot. But, I mean, they're just going to send them right back. Right back to the bullpen. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because Urias is going to be sent back to the bullpen – Gonsolin's going to be sent back to the bullpen. They already have Jansen in there. They have Trinan. They have uh, the dude they picked up. Gratterall. The, yeah, Gratterall. They have Joe Kelly. Joe Kelly, yeah. Dude, the worst guy in their bullpen, like Corey we said. Corey Yeah, Corey Kniebel. 
who was closing games for the Brewers when they had Josh Hader. That's the worst <laughs> guy in their bullpen. Like, their team is stacked. 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 So, stacked. all right, Keith. We're going to save the will-they-repeat question for the end. Mm. All right? So, let's wet the beak a little bit. So, if you're new to wetting yep. the beak, it's when we give you some betting picks. And uh, I think I told you last week, but I can't really remember if I did. I told, I know I told Joe during hockey time. The phrase, lose degenerate friends, is a really big phrase. Apparently, that's a popular <laughs> one. Okay? So if you're one of Lou's degenerate friends, don't worry. You could always come to us for your betting needs. Always. Now, me and Keith have yet to make clowns of ourselves like Joe did on Wednesday yep. night, picking the Rangers against the Flyers, and the Flyers beat them 8-3. to I mean, the Rangers beat the Flyers 8-3 to um, because the season hasn't started yet. So we'll see how accurate these are. But don't worry. These are all futures bets. So not, they're all long shots anyway. Yeah. Um, so here we go. Cy Young. Ready? Here are your odds. Bauer plus 700, Bueller plus 1,000, Darvish plus 1,000, Snell 1,500, Kershaw 2,000, Lamette 3,000, Marquez 3,000, Gallon who's hurt plus 5,000. Don't do that. And also don't do Marquez. Uh, no. Musgrove plus 5,000, Paddock 6,600. So where are you going here with your Cy Young pick? I uh, think I have a feeling, but. <laughs> I'm going right back to Bueller. Yeah. I love him. And he's the best person in the division. Um, yeah, I agree with that. Electric stuff. I mean, he's been consistent since the day he came up. You know what I really don't like about him, though? The only thing I don't like? What? His pants are too tight, man. <laughs> His pants are so tight for no reason. I love it. No, I love oh. it. Dress however you want. Dude, I he dresses it. like a nine-year-old with, like, the skin-tight baseball pants. Listen, like, uh... Lorenzen does the same thing, and he Lorenzen wears the, those skin tight pants, and I mean uh, Bryce Harper does it too. Um, but like when Lorenzen wears it, he has like these custom Vans cleats. Yeah, he does. That he wears them. Those yeah. that's sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Bueller's got like the mid to low cuts. Like it looks yeah, weird. It looks weird. Yeah, it, it looks, looks weird. weird. Like you said, Lorenzen's got the it. high top Vans, so like yeah. it makes up for it a little bit. Like Bueller, last year, I saw his ankles. This yeah. man had ankle socks on. You could see the his Grom, skin. The, the Grom was wearing ankle socks in his last start, too. And I'm like, who wears ankle socks during a baseball game? Oh, my God. That right there yeah. should not allow you to win Cy <laughs> Young. But it might happen anyway. Uh, my pick is going to be... Uh, well, I well first of all, I agree that it's Walker Bueller based on the odds and yeah. the stuff. Uh, but like we said, you're competing against Jacob DeGrom. And the best way to beat him is to have the talent to put up 85% of his numbers, or 80% maybe, but also blow him away in wins because he averages like nine wins a season because the Mets are incompetent. Yep. And the, <laughs> in, in, my, uh, in my eyes here, the upside guy that I would want for that is Chris Paddock. And I'll tell you why. If he's the Padres' number five, which me and Keith talked about before, which he is, if he's their number five, this man will be facing guys who do either do not deserve to be in the major leagues or will be up and down the whole season. Which means, in theory, as long as he has an, a sub, like, 2.85 ERA, which he might, he has the talent to wins. do it, he might get 20-plus wins. And we saw that happen for Rick Porcello, right? 
If you can with hit the higher ERA, yeah, the higher ERA. If you can hit twenty wins, these old farts that vote on this award <laughs> will give you the Cy Young, even though you don't deserve it because wins for pitchers don't mean anything. Don't mean anything. So I'm just gonna throw that out there that at plus sixty six hundred, you might you might be able to find someone you, with that's a good that's a good shot with twenty wins. Now, do I think he's gonna win the Cy Young? Not really. But like I said, at plus sixty six hundred, I don't think you can go wrong there. No. I, I mean, my my upside yeah. pick would be would be Dilson Lamette, uh, another another yeah, Padres guy. Padre guy. Yeah. Um, he's got slightly better odds, only at plus three thousand. <laughs> um, but I mean, he was he was in Cy Young contention last last year during the shortened season. Uh, ERA of of two point oh nine, a WHIP under one. Batting average against was 161. I mean, if you look at all of his other career numbers, his batting average against is always low, around 210. But his ERA was always north of four. Um, is he going to be able to, you know, keep the same, you know, those 12 starts? Is he going to be able to replicate that over 32? Who knows? What worries? But, uh, what worries me about him? Not to cut you off. Yeah. He he just started pitching in a game like yesterday. Yeah, because true. he had he left the game in September with uh, elbow soreness. He didn't mm-hmm. pitch in the postseason. He didn't have surgery. He had like the plasma injection thing yeah. in his arm. And uh, my boy Garrett Richards also had that before his arm exploded. So yeah. I just want a little caution there. A little caution, not too much, yeah. but j- just a little bit, just a little bit. So those are our picks for Saw Young. How about uh, the MVP? I think I both know where we're going with this, but there's n- there's no other answer than Fernando Tatis. Fernando Tatis. There's right. no other answer. <laughs> all all Fernando Tatis has to do, just just because of how much everybody in the MLB loves him, if he plays over 140 games, he's easily at least in the top three of MVP voting. Easily. All he has to do is just be present for 140 games. All right, so do you think he's going to be – do you think, uh, assuming he does what you said and he plays 140-plus, is uh-huh. he going to put up 35 home runs, 35 easily. stolen bases? Both. Easily. How about 40? 40-40? Yeah. I think he'd have to play – I think he'd have to play the full season. Okay. But uh, if, he, if he got 40-40, like, it's a wrap. It's over. And, oh, 40-40, yeah. it's a wrap. <laughs> I mean, like, when – Matt Kemp was one. What he was a homer shy of forty forty, so, yeah, in like twenty eleven or whatever, and that should have won him the MVP. That and was the Ryan Braun thing, right? That was the Ryan yeah, Braun steroid yeah. year. Yeah, <laughs> I had him in fantasy that year too. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I gotta tell man. you, people, but, I have a knack for picking guys that just go nuts for no reason. I love it. I but mean, anyway, I think sorry. I think Tatis would have to be a little more aggressive on the bases, um, like. His his rookie year, he played 84 games, stole 16 bases. So, you know, that would put him on pace for about, you know, 28, 30. So, yeah. yeah I mean, uh, if he if he gets those walks up, which, I mean, T already walks a lot with the on-base percentage around, like, 370. Um, you know, that that's going to help him, you know, get to first and just start, start stealing second every single play. But... When you have such a stacked lineup, you don't want guys taking pitches. 
Yeah. So it's it's going to be I think it's going to be tricky for him to get those stolen base numbers just because it's not as big of a part of the game like as it was before. So if you look at his he had 16 in 2019 and 11 last year. Um and if you extrapolated his stolen bases over a 162 game season, he'd have 31 stolen bases. That's what you'd be looking at on the season. Yeah. So like you said, he'd have to play a lot of games or they'd have to let him go. Like he could steal bases. That's just not the problem. It's just if they let oh, him I, run or not. If they if they let him run without the fear of him getting hurt or whatever, he could be easily 40 plus. Yeah, I agree. Easily 40 I plus. I agree. So listen, my MVP pick, also Fernando Tatis Jr. All right. Yep. If I had to pick someone else, it would be Mookie Betts, just because he's yeah. insane. That's insane. That's it. Like same reason you pick. He's, the, he's the favorite too. Super talented. He's he is the, the favorite plus yeah. seven fifty. You know, Bellinger plus eight hundred. I don't love Cody Bellinger. Like I don't get all the hype around him. I get it. He's really good, but like he strikes out way too much for me, and his batting average is like all over the place. I just I like him. I don't love him. Uh, yeah. Corey Seager plus twelve hundred. I actually sent Keith something before MLB Network posted a poll to the Fox, uh, I guess Fox fans, who they thought was going to win NL MVP, and they came up with Corey Seager, and I was like, "Am I missing That's something? Am I missing something bold. here? Like, like, what are we doing <laughs> out here? Uh, not that he's like, bad. Think... But he's another guy. Like, I just yeah. don't love him. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't love him either. I did, like. Out of like the three MVP candidates, I mean, if you include him with Bellinger and uh, Boogie Betts, I'd put him third. I agree. Yeah, he's just like there's no like nothing that sticks out. Like he's just good. He's just good. Yeah, <laughs> he's just good. I feel like there's a lot of guys like that though that play that play like baseball just in general. Like even like this is gonna sound super disrespectful, but it's not. I promise. Like even like Derek Jeter. Wasn't like amazing oh, yeah. at anything. He was just really good at everything. Yeah. Like he, he was never going to hit like 50 homers. He was never going to steal 45 mm-hmm. stolen bases or more. Like he just constantly out here batting like 310 on base and slugging were like decently high. Played solid defense. Didn't yeah. make stupid mistakes. And when you looked up at the end of the year, it was like, oh yeah, there's Derek Jeter. Like at the top of every single category. Yep. Like... So just throwing that out there. You know, that happens for a lot of baseball players. All right, Keith, well, it's that time for us to pick. All right. So my chalk pick for the NL West is going to be the Dodgers. They're the defending champions. Me too. Can't go wrong with them. Keith agrees. Yep. I know for my upside pick, I was totally going to pick the Diamondbacks, and then I realized (laughs) that I'm not a moron. So I'm going to pick the Padres because it's a two-team race. That's it. That's exactly what I was going to say. Those are the only two teams that will have any chance in this division of making the playoffs. I would expect both of these teams to to be in it. One, obviously, one of them is going to win the division. The other one's going to get the wild card spot. Um, it'll be very, very weird if somehow one of those teams don't make the playoffs. Do you think that these two teams are going to be the teams that play each other in the NLCS? No. no. They're, they're not going to play each other in the NLCS. Just because, well, the Dodgers are probably going to be the first seed. I agree. 
let's so let's say the Dodgers are the first seed. Yeah. They play whoever wins the wild card game. Yeah. It's probably gonna be the Padres. Yeah. So the best the best series of the playoffs is gonna come in the NLDS. So here's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Even though obviously teams don't think like this. You think you think that like the Braves are gonna win more games? No, than no, guys? no. If I'm the Dodgers and it's close in the last two games, I'm throwing them. So the Braves can get the one seed, and we don't have to play the Padres in the first oh round. Because you know as well yeah, as I do, smart. the Dodgers are cursed. They're cursed. I know they won the World Series last year. There was no one there, all right? Like, they yeah. won it fair and square. I'm not taking it away from them. You're going to need to show me you can do it when there's fans and there's pressure. Like I get At your it. home stadium. Yeah, like, that's when it matters. Yeah. That's when it matters. So... We're both taking, obviously, Dodgers-Padres. So, for the American League, we gave our picks for the AL pennant. Keith ended up going with the White Sox. And since he has taken the White Sox, they've taken a big hit. Eloy Jimenez, torn peck. If he's not done for the whole year, he's going to miss at least 85% of it. Uh, So, that's not good for him. I took the Oakland A's. So far, nothing bad has happened to them. So, we're still in good shape there. So, Keith... Let me read you some odds here for the National League pennant, and you can give me your picks, all right? So, mm. Dodgers plus 180, Padres plus 500, Braves plus 550, Mets plus 550, which is insanity, Cardinals mm. plus 1,200, Nationals 1,800, Reds and Phillies 2,000, and then everyone after that's not going to make it that far, so I'll stop right there. Nope. So, who do you got out of those teams, National League pennant? Padres. Ah. Love, love my Padres, <laughs> love my Padres. I th- and I th- I think we were talking about this before. I think a Tim Anderson versus Fernando Tatis World oh, Series man. is what the world needs. That's what oh that, oh it'd be so much fun. <laughs> it's not what the world needs. It's what the world deserves. Deserves. Yeah, we need it. And it, for me personally, because I love the whole like pimping home runs and all that stuff. Like, I'm a big mm-hmm. fan of it. I know so are you. Yeah, so a couple other people we know. Listen, that would make all, like, the super grumpy old baseball fans so mad. And I would love every second of it. Because you oh know they'd God, be pimping yeah. singles. Like, they'd hit one through the gap oh. and they'd be running and flipping the bat over their head. It They're would be, be amazing. They're going to be throwing the bat at the opposing <laughs> dugout and, like, yelling at the, like, at, like, the like opposing teams like manager like oh, all the way down the first base line that would be incredible if that actually happened <laughs> i would be so happy um my pick for the national league pennant now i'm not gonna lie i tried i really tried i tried for like five to ten minutes to pick a team that was not the padres based on their odds but listen i do not trust the dodgers i don't care who's on their team i don't care what they did last year keith mentioned this i think it was before we started recording the last time they made the World Series, they couldn't get past a divisional round for like two or three years. Yeah, they, 2018, 2019, yeah. they both choked. So, I I don't want to I don't want to go there, and they have the you know the worst betting odds. The Braves, do I think they I can get to the World Series? Like I don't think so. You know, it's so like they're out. The Mets, hell no. All right, the Cardinals, like all right, like I'm I'm convinced that you know. Tony Larusa, who's their pitching coach? Jeff Duncan, is that who it was? Yeah, I think yeah. So. I'm convinced that Tony Larusa, Jeff Duncan, Adam Wainwright, and Yadier Molina all collectively sold their souls to Satan. And as long as one of them is still on the team, <laughs> they can make the World Series at any time, and they still have Wainwright and Yadi. So I'm never counting them out. Never. 
Because there's always years where it's like, oh, they won't be good. They're terrible. And then here they are in the NLCS. So, like, no, I'm never going to count them out. Um, and then the Nationals, which is like, all right, are Strasburg, Corbin, and Scherzer going to carry you back to the World Series? Like, I don't know. So I guess I'm going with the Padres. <laughs> um, yep. That would be my World Series that if both of my picks hit would be Padres A's. So what you'd really have is Fernando Tatis's contract is more money than the A's have spent in the last like <laughs> 10 seasons on their collective organization. I think, I think if you combine the contracts of like Manny Machado, Tatis, Hosmer, and I don't know, like Darvish, Isn't it might it like, be worth more. Yeah. It might be worth more than the entire like A's franchise. Well, isn't Hosmer, Machado, and Tatis's contract over a billion dollars combined, or it's like a nine hundred fifty million or whatever? No, because Hos- uh, Machado and Tatis are both like a little over three hundred, I think. And then Hosmer's one eighty. Okay, I think. so maybe it was half so a almost, billion. Yeah. Almost, yeah. That's incredible. Incredible. I think I think it's if you combine Trout, Machado, and and Tatis, him, okay. then you hit a billion. Then it's a billion dollars. Yeah. I mean, ridiculous. Listen, the A's couldn't even afford to keep one of when like this is way back in the day. They didn't keep one guy out of Barry Zito, Rich Harden, um, Mark Mulder, and Tim Hudson. They did not keep one guy because they could they not kept, afford they any of them. They couldn't even keep Marcus Simeon this past <laughs> year. <laughs> yeah. Keats, like, forget one of the best special rotations yeah. of all time. How about, like, some average shortstop that they had to let go to Toronto? Uh, so that's my pick. And I think either way, yeah. if either of those World Series hit, um, that would be two really good World Series. I like the yeah. I like the A's. Not to win, I'm just saying in general, because it would be, like, the definition of, like, small ball baseball. Versus, like, mm-hmm. you know, the super big bully on the street, which, like, to me is a lot of fun. Um, yeah. So if your prediction came through, who would you think would win? I think good pitching beats good hitting in the playoffs. I mean, I, I think we've just seen that forever. Yeah. Um, and the Padres have the better pitching. I, the I agree. I agree. And the A's. And, oh, if if the Padres won in there and faced the A's, it's it, like that's a yeah. The A's game. don't have the talent. Most. They don't have the talent no. to hang with them. No, I think the A's just because like they always pull something out of their rear end. They'd win like two games, mm-hmm. but it would be like a yeah. four to two thing, and like they'd be down three one. <laughs> like they'd win one. They're like, oh, we have life, and then they would just get smacked <laughs> the next game. So, because like the A's aren't that deep. Like their their no, their starting all. players are good, but like if something happened, I mean, what would what would game one be? Like Frankie Montas against against you Darvish, Darvish? Or Blake yeah. And then the next game, you know, it's like you're running some Randy out there. Yeah, it's like Jesus Lazardo against whoever <laughs> Snell. And then game three is your boy Sean Manaya, who has like a career like four ERA against another number one starting pitcher. Like yeah. they just don't have they don't have a chance. Um, yeah, you don't. There's not nothing do. i would like to see your white Sox thing i just don't know if that's gonna happen so yeah that's that's gonna wrap it up here for the national league west that was really exciting i really like that episode just in general once again sorry aaron sanchez um so <laughs> we're done with our previews so before i tease what will be coming next 
I'm going to once again tell you there's a couple of things we need to do. Number one, follow Beak Brands, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It even says it right here on the screen in the bottom corner. We put some nice pictures there. By we, I mean I put some nice pictures there so that you know where to go. All right. If you listen on Spotify or Apple, you got to follow slash subscribe, rate and review, tell your friends, give it a share. Like, hey, if you like this episode, share it to your own social media. Help us out. All right. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel. Send it to a couple of people. If you have recommendations, please let us know. All right, if you think we're terrible, you can let us know that too. All right, whatever. <laughs> Pick one. It doesn't matter to me as long as you get something going. Um, the other thing is if you want to follow Keith and I on social media, I'm at Tim Ferdinand on Instagram. Keith is at Keith Hernandez with two Zs. Because like we said many times, and I will continue to say, the original Keith Hernandez was taken. Um, and obviously check out our website, beakbrands.com. Written content. I said before, we got all four major American sports about to go into full throttle mode. So that's what we got there in terms of important things. In the upcoming weeks, we will still be recording on Saturdays to drop a pod for Monday morning. So we'll have hot MLB topics. We'll have, you know, maybe some power rank talk. Obviously, we're going to hold on to Keith's corner because he's going to tell us his favorite thing throughout the week. Maybe eventually we can lead up to some live casts of, you know, some live thoughts of a game or two. If you guys are interested in that, you could let us know. Um, tell us what you want out of this baseball season. We'll try to make it happen. You want more fantasy stuff? We got you. You want some strict baseball stuff? We got you. You want a lot of me and Keith having some baseball nonsense? We could do that, too. Uh, we can turn down the nerd level by three or four notches, <laughs> all right? So that's what we got. We're really excited for the MLB season. If you didn't draft your fantasy baseball team yet, good luck to you, except for Saquon, okay? Uh, no <laughs> luck to Saquon. Um, or my dad. <laughs> or your dad. <laughs> My dad's a sneaky baseball drafter. He is. Yeah, he is. He sits in his office. He doesn't speak to me. And every, all I hear is like, I'll he'll pick someone, and I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. It's like every round. <laughs> it's like every round. Because he, he thinks the way that I think. So like we pick the same guys. Really annoying. Yeah. Um, it's going to be my dad's first fantasy baseball draft, so be exciting. We got fresh meat in the league. Oh, um, yeah. So that's what we got upcoming for the baseball season. We're super excited to have you along with us. So like I said, Help us out. Give us a share. Like, comment, whatever. And I guess until next week when we have some real games to talk about, we will talk to you soon. So for Keith yes, and I, we are out of here.